Welcome to Bluegrass Stories. I'm Howard Parker. Today, a mini-story with Missy Rains. Missy Rains and the seldom seen? Oh yes, it has happened. Here's Missy describing her relationship meeting Tom Gray, the rest of the seldom seen, and one magic gig. I played, uh, I, I was good friends and played with a, a, a great musician from Georgia named Pat Shields, and, and he was one of my earliest mentors and, and um, um, uh, gave me a gig when I was just so young and was one of those guys that dro- drove me back and forth uh, to my house so that I could play with him while in high school. Anyway, he was friends with 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 Betty Eldridge, Ben Eldridge, of the scene, Face Who Starlin, all those guys, Mary Chapin, Carpenter, all those. He had that connection, and um, he had sort of through that connection. Um, Betty had heard me play. I think she had come to see us play somewhere that we were playing with Pat, and um, and um, and she said, well. She needs to meet Tom, and so they invited my family and I, my parents and I, to a party that they had. This was back early days uh, when they lived in Reston, and um, there was a party, and I, and so it was just a, it, I mean, I can't. It was like Christmas, and we prepared and drove down. We probably got there four hours early, so we'd <laughs> make sure that we were in time, and we. Traveled in. And my parents had a mini a motorhome at the time. It was like one of those little mini Dodge motorhomes, and we got there and and um, and went in, and it was just you know all of the seldom seldom scene and face you and I, just, I mean it was unbelievable. But that's the first time I actually formally met Tom, and he was so gracious and so nice, and and of course then I would just follow him around like a little puppy dog after that and then every time I we'd see him play then I would always go backstage and talk to him and he was always very nice but um yeah and then did he give you any lessons he I would always he he says I always had questions and I remember having questions and and he always had answers but um he said I had questions not so much how but why I would always ask him, "Why did you do this? Why did you do that?" But I know that that I was really asking how. <laughs> but he's always he's he's nice and always says, "Oh, you never needed to know how. You just wanted to know why I did something." And and I was just trying to do. I just wanted to play just like he did, you know. So he made you this promise that if he ever needed a substitute, he would ask you. And yeah. finally, uh, the day came that. Oh my gosh, Tom is can't be there that night. Must have been a big deal because he was never off. And so, what was it like at the Birchmere when you went in to play bass with the Seldom Scene? Did you get did John Duffy call practice session? Did um, did you play a few things backstage, uh, or how did that go? How was John Duffy to play for with? He, I mean. He first of all, there's no, there was no real practice. He just, they just assumed that I was gonna, you know, that I would know. And I don't, I don't remember ever getting a set list, so I was just assumed that I would know everything, and that was terrifying. And um, and then I think that, I think I remember going backstage, and I think Mike and Ben 
and probably Phil, because Phil was playing with them at the time. It was, it was in like '84. So, uh, yeah, and um, and they said, "Oh, do you want to run over something?" And I was like, "Sure, anything." And so I think we went over. Wait a minute, and we went over maybe one other tune. But Duffy wasn't there. Like he was, he wasn't even. He didn't participate in the any kind of going over anything. He was totally nice to me. He always was nice to me. He always made jokes around me, like you know. Um, but he, and he always made me feel very comfortable. But um, but he yeah he it was just kind of like oh this will be fine like like it was no big deal and nobody made it feel like a big deal. Um, but but Mike and I remember Mike particularly being super kind and just like you know just want to make sure I there was if there was anything I needed um, to know about. Um, but otherwise, I felt pretty much thrown to the wolves. <laughs> because, but now I know that's just sort of what, how a lot of, you know, that's what a lot of people do. You know, um, it's not what I would do. Like I, but, I, but I've worked for folks that, that have done that through, since then. Like that's just how some, they just expect you're going to know their entire catalog because that's why wouldn't you? And they don't know what they're going to call, so they're going to, you know, that's a whole different school of thought. And, like, I usually know what I'm going to do when I go up, and I make sure that whoever's playing with me at that time has a pretty good idea. But, um, but you know, I've, I'm, I'm just a junior at this. Like, those guys were... They, well, there's a picture of you, uh, and we'll put it on the website for people to see, of... Uh, Duffy doing the chop to keep your bass solo going and it's a pretty good you're fully concentrating he I don't know is he talking to you when this picture was staffed I don't remember I just remember him just just smiling and grooving and just turning around and and um, being very supportive you know the way the way he would do anyway like to Tom or something and the way much the same way that Sam turns around and Sam Bush you know when whoever's playing Sam gives off this great energy of support and Duffy did the same thing only it was Duffy style you know because it would be support but he was also kind of going like yeah give me what you got you know like he had a bit of an attitude a challenge yeah it was always everything he's sort of like his stage face kind of felt that way but that's what made it so much like you wanted to be in the same room with him because he didn't know what he was going to do next but I, I do remember that he said he introduced me as um that Tom Gray had gone to Sweden and for a operation, and it was a success. <laughs> <laughs> I may have gotten the the country wrong, but the the, the sentiment was that. And and he goes, and it was a success. And he said it like that, and that's that's how he introduced me, and and. I thought it was hilarious. You know, I wasn't offended in the least. I mean, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can say this on the podcast, but the, one of the times I saw him, he's standing there with a drink in his hand, and he said, this was early, earlier on, he said, oh, nice to see you. Wish I could see more of you. <laughs> <laughs> so. John used to say, 
Oh, we are the Salem scene, if you like us. If you didn't like us, we are the Root Boy Slim and Sex Stage Band. <laughs> uh, yes. And then I remember him saying at the, um, the uh, at Watermelon Park, this, this again, this may not be something you can use, but Watermelon Park, the year that John Starling had parked in the wrong place and, and they towed his car, so he left or he refused to play and we could just say that John Sterling couldn't play this show and at Watermelon Park and so they got Tony Rice to fill in with him on their last set on that fest that uh, weekend and also at that festival was a pretty um, obvious uh, contingent of um, the uh, pagans uh, the and the Avengers yeah um, but I don't. I remember the pagans. They were, they were had a pretty big presence there that year, and um, so they. So so Tony's on stage with the Seldom Scene taking John's place, and um, they were doing a bit more instrumentals than normal, as you can imagine. And they and John introduced. Um, hey, we're going to do uh, Bully of the Town, or as we could call it now, Pagan of the Parking Lot. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know they all laughed like there was a ton of pagans out in the park in the audience and they laughed they laughed their heads off because he could he could come across with those jokes like that and in from a place that to me it just it was funny you know he wasn't trying to pick a fight he was just trying to be funny And that was the legendary Missy Raines chatting with Katie Daly. More about Missy Raines on her website, www.missyraines.com. Bluegrass Stories is hosted on SoundCloud, available where podcasts can be heard, iTunes Music, Google Podcasts, on the web at katiedaily.com and bluegrassstories.com. Thanks for listening and stay tuned.